listening to the Three Peak Strong Podcast. I'm Coach Mel. And I'm Coach Nina. Join us as we embrace the journey of connecting mind, body, and spirit in our community and beyond. Hey guys, this is Coach Mel and we're here um, on the Three Peaks Strong podcast again. Hello. We've got Coach Welcome. Nina here with us as well. This <laughs> yes. is good. Today we're going to be uh, learning more about Coach Nina. Cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, let's see, it's been, what, three years? A little more than three years. A little bit more than three, yeah. three years. Um, and you're one of my closest friends and I'm super blessed to have you in my life but there's new people here at Three Peaks and then also in our community that maybe they don't know you as well um, and I'd like to get Probably. to know you as, more um, other than you know if you don't know Coach Nina you don't know uh, <laughs> how much she loves uh, ponies and miniature things so um, go back and listen to our intro podcast <laughs> to learn more about how exciting the um, miniature things are for Coach they Nina. They are the best thing ever. 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 <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on our walk the other day, like, <laughs> right next to the road. Well, not next to the road, actually. It was a little ways it off. It was a bit too far off, personally, for my taste. It could have been closer to the road. Yeah. Yeah. But you spotted it. I did. Quick. I knew it was there, so I was looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of pony face happening. Uh, well, it was very I just good. can't, I can't help it. It's so great. It just happens. It's so great. Yeah. Well, uh, Nina, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us some background okay. on Nina. Mm, let's see. Well, I am a mother of four children. You are busy. Which is funny because a lot of the times when I tell people that, they're like, wait, you had all of those children? They're all yours. I'm like, yes. Were there twins? No. I just was pregnant for like five years, basically. Um, Yeah, it's something I actually always wanted in high school. I was like, I'm going to have two girls and two boys, and I'm going to be done by the time I'm 26. I just never thought through like the logistics of that and how that was going to play out. And then I actually met my husband, and his mom had done that. She'd had four kids in five years, and I was like, that's really dumb. Like, who does that? Mm. I do. I do that. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. That keeps my my time pretty occupied. Um, I've been married for almost half my life. Coming up this year will be 17 years. So that's how old I am. Not 29, really. Really? Yeah. I'm like 29.4. You look look 29. Well, thank you. Um. Sorry. So when did where did you guys meet? At a party. It's a very unromantic story where I had seen a picture of him because he had gone camping with some friends of mine from school. Mm-hmm. And I saw a picture. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. And then I met him at this party, and I was really smooth. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're that drunk guy. Or that you're that cute guy from the picture. And I was like, that was real smooth. So I did not make probably the best first impression, but <laughs> I'm persistent. Yeah. And, yeah, so That's I won awesome. him over. And- Awesome. It's been a while. You're from this area, yeah? I grew up in Culver. Okay. So we moved here when I was five because my dad was a manager of a hop farm Mm. in the valley somewhere. I don't Mm. remember. Um, And then they moved over here for that, and then they sold that company to an herb farmer. And so my dad manages an herb farm and has for 
many, many years, he can grow anything. I did not get that trait. I've got a black thumb. I can, well, no, I can keep lavender alive. And I I can barely keep aloe alive and mint. But that's pretty much it. Because apparently you have to water things regularly. And I water plants about as well as I water myself, so, mm. which is not the best. <laughs> so, so you met Ian. Mm-hmm. And you guys got married. Yeah. What were you doing professionally at that time? Nothing. I was in high school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to college for okay. a little bit. Yeah. Um, my, my goals in life were to either be a nurse, which I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse since mm-hmm. I was a little girl. Um, or a massage therapist, or a sniper. <laughs> I had a wide range of interests. Are you um, kidding? No, not kidding at all. I was looking to join the joining the CIA for real. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> for real. There was a, a, high fi- <clears throat> a high five there over the microphone. That that's so rad. Yeah, I did not know that about you. Yeah, so I decided to go um, and just do prerequisites for mm-hmm. like medical stuff. And then started having kids, and it was, uh, took a little break from school for a while there, and then I went back just to finish a degree and say that I had something, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's really funny, is I, I was actually thinking about this yesterday on my way home, how, like, I feel like I've lived, like, ten lives based on all the things I used to do. Like, I was a nurse's aide for a while, worked mm-hmm. at the hospital, mm-hmm. and then decided I didn't want to be a nurse, and then I switched gears. I was like, well, I'd rather be, like, a doctor or maybe a nurse practitioner. So I actually went back to school for a little bit to try to start, like, pre-med stuff. Okay. And then I was like, well, that's going to take a lot of time, and I'm pretty impatient about that kind of stuff. So trained as a doula, so to help ladies in labor giving birth, because the one thing I love more than miniature horses is babies, because they're babies. Um, Was a midwife assistant student for a while. That was really cool. And then what did I do? I I switched gears and went like, secretary graphic design thing that turned into me learning how to blog and build websites and um for the last what like eight years most before crossfit like most of what i did was online so i would blog um build websites do graphic design for people around the country marketing support that kind of thing Mm. so it was really nice finding crossfit because i was really bored like I loved what I did, Mm -hmm. but there was no in-person contact, and I really missed having that because, you know, I'd travel for conferences every year, and I'd get to hang out with my friends for, like, two days, and then it would be back to, like, we'd instant message each other and be like, hey, I miss you, yeah, I'm all alone at home with my computer. So, yeah, CrossFit was a really nice transition for me to be able to interact with people on a regular basis, Mm. which I really, really love, so. Yeah. So, so uh, what were you doing before you started CrossFit, working out at CrossFit? What were you doing at home? You are doing, like, the online stuff? I was doing online stuff. Um, that was shortly before I started CrossFit. We were living in a school bus. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> Tell me about this school bus. At one time, we lived in a school bus with our four children. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you know this about me, but when I read about things that sound interesting to me, I want to try them. And like I said, I'm very persistent. And my husband was like, no, because I had read this blog about this woman who they lived in an RV. And I was like, oh, 
we should live in an RV. That'd be cool. And Ian's like, you're crazy. You've lost your mind. No. And that continued for about five years until Mm -hmm. another friend of mine in the blogging world, um, they had been interviewed in this movie. And so I watched the movie and I'm like, see, like, they're so cool. I love these people. How awesome. But in that same movie was a family with five kids that had converted an old school bus into a little house and they lived in it. And I was like, they have way more kids than we do. Like, if they can do it, like, we can do it. And so finally, after five years, he's like, okay, fine. I found a bus the next week. I was like, we are jumping on this before you change your mind. Let's do it. So, yeah, we, uh, in that period of time, when I was, you know, trying to convince him that we needed to live in a tiny house, like, I'd spent so much time getting rid of stuff, total minimalist, like, we don't need this. Get rid of it. I'm, like, the least sentimental person you will ever meet. I'm like, "Mm, whatever. That's too sad. You know, you don't need that. Um, I'm like my dad in that way. But we found this school bus that had already been converted, and it was nasty. Like, it Mm. smelled like cigarettes. Like, the Mm. ceiling was stained with cigarette Mm -hmm. smoke. Um, Everything was brown. Mm. Like, I don't know where they found that shag carpet. Like, everything was just nasty. So we demoed it, ripped everything out. And then Ian spent, like, I'm not sure how long. Less than a year, though. But he spent a lot of time turning it into like this cool little house that we got to move into and live in for a year because he's like I'll try it for a year and I was like okay we will do it so we did did it for a year um actually parked it out on the farm that my dad runs and I loved it I mean the kids were a lot smaller then yeah so I think it was easier because of that and like we were by my grand or my grand my parents so they were like oh go see grandma and grandpa but it was it was a great experience. Like, I would totally do it again. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hardest thing about living in a school bus? Um, Legos. Ah. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I. I let the kids each keep a very, very, very small box of toys, and of course the boys were like, "Well, we need our Legos," mm-hmm. and then they play with them, and the hallway would just be full of Legos. And you know, if you stepped on a Lego, that is like oh, horrible. Um, I think one of the funniest things about living in there, though, was I we were by the chicken coop, and one day, like, the kids had let the chickens out of the coop. So I'm on my phone teaching a teleclass on essential oils or natural living, something, and I'm talking, and I turn around, and there's a chicken following me as I'm walking through my school bus. Oh. And I'm like, hold on, y'all. i got to put this chicken outside because a chicken just snuck onto my bus. So it was uh, stuff like that happened a lot in there and it was just a it was a really good time Mm. when I think about that I think you know love grows best in little places Mm. and how awesome for you guys to be able to experience that that's really cool that's a really cool thing that you gave your kids and also only took like 20 minutes to clean it which not gonna lie that was amazing that is amazing. Yeah, that's real right? amazing. And everybody's like, how do you get rid of so much stuff? Isn't it hard? I'm like, I love a clean house, and I don't want to spend my whole day cleaning. So, Yeah. So you just get rid of stuff. You just get rid of it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like magic. So transition from the bus. You guys uh, changed gears. We, we had to move into a house. Um, okay. So Ian got a full-time job okay. at the ambulance station, and we had to live like within five minutes of the station for that Mm -hmm. and there was nowhere to put our bus in town so 
um, we found a house, moved into that. The bus stayed there on, you know, we had a little RV parking spot for, for guests. We put it on Airbnb for the eclipse, actually. Mm. And had some people from Wisconsin stay in it. That was pretty cool. But, yeah, moved into town and then um, had to learn how to live in a house again, which was really weird. And also really funny because Ian did such a great job designing the bus. Mm -hmm. We had more storage space in the bus than we did in our house. Get like we here. had more counter space in the bus than we did in our house. I was like, smart design really goes a long way. Cause whoever designed that house we moved into, they were not thinking like that. Wow. So wow. Well yeah. you have a pretty crafty husband, I might say. Yeah. He's you know, very handy to have around. Super blessed to have him as facility manager here at the box. But mm -hmm. um yeah, that's and it was cute inside. I saw yeah. pictures when you guys put it up for sale. I thought it was really cute. It was really cute. I really loved it. And sometimes Ian's like, I kind of want to do another one. I'm like, yes, that would be fun. We could have it be like a little guest area again totally. or office space for me, which totally. I would really like. But yeah, totally. Yeah. So why did you start coming to the box to CrossFit? Like, give me give me some background as to how that went down. Because, I mean, oh, you weren't the first question. here. I mean, no, I was not the first one here, no. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, we had gone, that, that year that we moved into the bus, or into the house from the bus, Ian and I went on a very late honeymoon, it was our 10-year anniversary, to Costa Rica. Oh. And while we were there, somehow, like, it was late at night, and I got, I saw some, I don't even know how it came up, but I saw this video about Ido Portal, who is this guy who's, like, got this big, like, a movement about movement. Like, he's always mm -hmm. moving. He's very, like, in control of his body, loves handstand walks, yeah. like, strict muscle-ups, like, all this really cool stuff that he can do with his body, amazing body control, and I was like, oh. I would love to do that someday. That would be so cool. <clears throat> yeah. um, and that's where like the seeds were planted because there was a video talking to the, where he was talking to somebody about CrossFit. Oh. And I was like, I think I've heard of CrossFit, but that was about it. Mm -hmm. And then we came home and turns out our neighbor had just started coming here. So Ian was like, oh, you know, that sounds cool. She really sold him on it. Maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah. So he came and checked it out and he started and I was like, cool, I'll go check it out. So I booked this no sweat intro, come up and check it out and proceed to like feel like I'm gonna die for about you know 10 minutes and I like I enjoyed it and I wanted to start but then after I left I totally talked myself out of it I'm like I'm not in shape enough like mm, I can't uh -huh. do this this yeah. is too hard um so then I watched Ian for like a good 10 months mm -hmm. every time he'd come home I was like what'd you do today what'd you do today that's crazy like what are you thinking like what are you doing that's nuts um and like he was getting stronger and I remember the first time he did a pull-up I was like oh my gosh look at you that's awesome I want to do a pull-up <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to know how to do this stuff so finally I got I think 10 or 11 months later I was like you know what can you just let Mel know like I want to do this I want to start I'm just I'm gonna do it and I was still like terrified after you released me into class I told him, I'm like, okay, so we can't work out together because we get a little competitive. Um, you don't get to work out in class with me. But I <laughs> actually, if you could come with me to this first one because yeah. I'm really terrified, yeah. I'd really appreciate that. So I went to my first class and I don't remember what, there was power cleans and like I think push jerks and sumo deadlift high pulls, something like that. And like Ashlyn was here and she's so strong. And I was ah, just like, yeah. I left. I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, that was the coolest thing I have ever done in my life. These women are amazing. And I was like, okay, we can work out together. And I'm hooked. Like, I was hooked. That was it. There's no way I wasn't coming to class. Wow. Or, yeah. Like, it was amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, What was the fear on coming to class that very first time for you? Um, that's a great question. I think it was a lot of things. Like, I'm pretty private. Okay. So, <clears throat> working out in front of people was mm. big. Like, yeah. Even now, like, I love the community. I love that. But a lot of people are like, oh, I, I hate working out alone. I'm like, that has never been a problem for me, mm. ever. I will work out by myself, no problem. So getting over that fear mm-hmm. of just, like, being in front of people was huge. And then, like, I'm really good at, like, hurting myself, but in stupid ways. So <laughs> <laughs> there, oh was, there was also that. Like, oh, my gosh, what if I, like, drop a weight on my foot? Done that. Um, what if, you know, what if I do this and get mm-hmm, hurt? Mm-hmm. That was a little thing. More, the biggest thing was, like, being in front of people. Okay. It terrified me. So. So fear of judgment, you think? Fear of judgment, yeah. Fear of looking like an idiot. Mm. Fear of um, not finishing in a good amount of time. Just fear, yeah, mostly fear of looking like an idiot. Was, wow. was it, yeah. yeah. Caring too much about what people think. Hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. <clears throat> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Mm. So, so you're crossfitting and you're working out mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. you're loving it. And, uh, you know, was there any point in time where you're like, this is, you know, hey, this, this is something I might want to do? Or like, tell mm-hmm. us, tell us yeah. how you got to that point um, or, or what the process was for you. Usually, if I find something that I really, like, really love, I'm not content to just do it a little bit. Like, I want to do it a lot. Okay. Like I need to learn how to do this well. I need to learn how to grow more in it. And I want to like, Mm. my next step, it's always teach it. Like I always want to go from like Mm. learning about it to teaching other people about it. And that's what happened with CrossFit. I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then after, I'm not sure what it was, like a little over, a little over a year, I was like, man, I would just really love to do more with CrossFit. And I'm not sure what that looks like. Um, but I want to know more. I want, you know, I just want to take another step. And that was when you asked me if I was interested in becoming a coach. Mm. The very next day after I said that to Ian, I was just like, yep, yeah, that sounds fantastic, actually. I would love to do that. So, yeah, the, the process of becoming a coach is, it has been amazing, like, every day still. Like, I'll go home at night, like, I think I left the seven o'clock class last night giggling, like, <laughs> I get to do this. This is so fun. Like, I love that. I love these people. Like, this is so amazing. So, yeah. It's... You know you're in the right place professionally when you get to smile after you leave your, your place of employment. Yeah. When you think about it, when you're giggling and uh-huh. pony-facing about things. Yeah. I mean, you know you're like, I get to do this. Yeah. Now, I have to do this. No. I get, I get to. to do this. I remember the very first time I heard you say, you know, that you get to teach or I can't remember how you said it, but I was just like, I, I don't think I had ever, ever heard a coach say that mm. um, in all my years of being exposed to training and coaching. Oh, wow. I had never heard anybody say, you know, basically, thank you for this opportunity. Uh-huh. I, I get to do. And I was like, 
you know she loves doing this (laughs) if she's saying that because it's not I have to go to work or I have to teach class. It's Mm -hmm. the I get to do this. Um, and if you're ever in one of Nina's classes, it's it, you can tell that she loves what she does because, I mean, you motivate, you encourage, you uh, don't let us stop. <laughs> um, and, and you have the perfect, this is what I love about you as a coach, as, as I'm an athlete in class like t- today, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like tired. Mm-hmm. It's like fourth round, but you can sense that, mm-hmm. hey, and, and it, you don't even have to have had gotten the workout done ahead of time. You just can sense it. Like, you're a good discerner, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you know, they're starting to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you ramp up your encouragement um, a little bit more to those people you know need that. And, and you know how to read the class really well. Mm-hmm. And which is good because not everybody likes to be encouraged like me. I know, yeah. <laughs> and not everybody I know, likes I know how to encourage Mel. Yeah, so. I mean, like, how, so how would you encourage, like, what does Mel in your mind, because you're just dead on every freaking time. Usually I can tell when you're, like, slowing down a little bit, or yeah. I just know, like, I don't know, I just know. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more encouragement, a little bit more, like, you got this, like, get up and do it. I know you can do this, which, yeah. like, there are certain people I would never coach like that. Yeah. But for you, like, I know yeah. that's going to get you going. And then, like, if I can tell, like, she's really tired, I'll change a song and put on, like, something that I know you really love yeah. that really motivates you. So, yeah, yeah. I just can You just tell. know. <laughs> you just know. And, and I love that about you. You've paid attention. And it's not just me. I mean, you do that to everyone. You, you, you know, you're able to discern your athletes, and, um, and it works really well together. I mean, it, it's Thanks. really been neat to watch you grow as a coach and and uh, encourage others in ways that they probably never get to experience I mean because that's let's be real this is hard yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't easy stuff to do no. and people have to have that as you were even saying like you were fearful of your very first class yeah it was scary and so you have that empathy when somebody walks in the door to go man I know what it's like mm-hmm. I've been there and and you adjust to your surroundings, you adjust to your clients and, mm-hmm. and uh, help them where they're at versus, you know, just think that everybody needs to be coached just like Coach Mel. Yeah. Because that's just not going to be the way it is. <laughs> it's just not. No. I'm a different breed. Yes. <laughs> you need to yell she at me. She likes to be yelled at. Okay. A lot. I can yell at her. A lot. Yeah. Um, so, so what is the hardest thing about coaching for you right now? Um... I think balancing time management. Mm. So I still have stuff I do online. Like I still do web design. I still have some clients that I work with. And um, being a good time manager with coaching and that stuff is challenging. Um, But then also like I'm the kind of person where my motto is like I can always improve. I can always mm-hmm. do better. There's always something I can do better. Mm-hmm. So for me, like as a coach, and I know like some people might expect me to be like, well, you know, when we have a big class or whatever, that like that's fun. That's creative problem solving. I love creative problem solving. Although sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I have to get really creative today. <laughs> All right, challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wanting to be a better coach and mm-hmm. wanting to know more and be able to help people better than I already am because 
like I think a good coach helps people get results like I know a lot of people are here for a lot of different things and if Mm -hmm. I know somebody's you know they want to get stronger or they want to um, have more endurance or more energy like I want to have those tools to be able to give them and be like hey let's work on that together so Mm -hmm. um, for me feeling like there's more I could do but not being able to I don't have all this time like I just need more time to Mm -hmm. to study I need like a clone to go to classes for me yeah and then one that can like learn things and fill up my brain you know yeah I get it Mm -hmm. I totally get it totally get it Mm -hmm. totally get it what is uh what is something that um has changed your perception uh of CrossFit by being a coach like you, know, you come in as an athlete mm-hmm. and you have this probably you had a couple perceptions mm-hmm. right um, but since being a coach um, has anything changed for you on what CrossFit or maybe let's just take this step back not just CrossFit but like what Three Peaks does because mm-hmm. I would say we we're a different breed I would say so of CrossFit yeah. I mean we do CrossFit here yes but we do many different things to balance out our athletes mm-hmm. has your Perception, or has anything changed from when you first became an athlete to now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess what it's really um, like, I got it before. Like you told me, you know, this is about you know lifelong fitness mm-hmm. and really creating you know a lifestyle where you know we're pushing off the nursing home. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. And I was like, you know, that's cool. And at first, it was like I just want to get stronger. Like I came in a good thirty pounds overweight, so that was a huge mm. thing for me. Like I want to be able to lose that weight, get in better shape, and. Um, the more I've done it and the more I've coached people, the more I see that it's like, it's not just about losing weight. Mm-hmm. It's not just about squatting more. Like the things it does to your mind and your mm-hmm. mindset and your mm-hmm. beliefs, if you allow like that growth to happen, man, I told Ian, I'm like, the things I've learned in CrossFit from getting through a hard workout, they have done so much for me just in life, mm-hmm. in work, in parenting, in cleaning my house. I'm just, it's changed, it's changed my whole outlook to where something before would be like really hard and I wouldn't want to do it or um, you know I just want to quit this and I've had times where I just want to quit a workout but Mm -hmm. it changes you to be like I can do this like it's gonna be really hard and it might suck a lot but I'm still gonna do it and that has like translated in the outside world to a whole lot more confidence Mm. not just because like yeah I've lost weight I've gotten stronger but I'm like see what I can do like it's really cool to be like if I put my mind to something and I don't give up I can do really cool things huh well how's that gonna serve me in life um but then also as a coach seeing like that whole thing about pushing off a nursing home it's Mm. true yeah like it has been so cool just to watch the different people that we have come in here um and know that what we're doing is helping them create a better you know better life in the long run like it really drove it home. It's not just about PRs and mm-hmm. you know RXing and um, lifting all the weight and running as fast as you can. It's not about that. It's about you know I'm making this commitment to a healthier me and I'm like I'm doing it. And as a coach, it's so cool to see that. Like I remember um, last week was it last week when we did all those weighted sit-ups. Oh Lord, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I came in. I was Ian. So my husband took the 7 p.m. class for me for some reason probably had something else to do and I saw um that Pam was coming in and I was like oh, 
I haven't seen Pam in like two weeks. I'm gonna go up there and say hi. So I went up there and I was watching her workout and she's just going for it, like doing the sit-ups. She's got a plate in her hand doing the sit-ups. And I was like just so proud and so excited watching her. And afterwards I was like, do you remember Pam when you started and you could barely mm. do like how many sit-ups? She's like, like I could barely do a sit-up. I'm like, I know, and you just did 120 sit-ups, like a boss. And she's like, yeah, like that stuff just makes me so happy, so wow. excited where yeah. I'm like, I get to do this. I'm getting paid to do this. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you had said. I get paid to do this? Yeah. That, that... I get paid to do this? Okay, cool. Let's do it. That, that drives everything home for like our heart and our passion up here because it's so easy for people that hear about CrossFit to think it's just a really hard workout, right? Yeah. It, that's what people think. It's yeah. just crazy hard workouts. Mm-hmm. But people um, with six packs running around with their shirts off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. No, I mean, they only take their shirt off up here because they're it's so, so hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle it. They can't handle the heat anymore. Um, but to be able to go, okay, I'm, I'm taking an athlete, I'm taking an ordinary person Mm -hmm. that has their likes, their dislikes, their weaknesses, their strengths, and I want to help them be better at life. Mm -hmm. I want to help them avoid the nursing home. I want to help them, you know, to, to be able to move with their grandkids, to be able to breathe when they take a step up this, you know, they go up the stairs. Yes. Those are life skills that we need, um, or, or not good things happen. Mm-hmm. Truly, things happen. really bad things. Yeah. So that to me is just so incredible um, that you, that you mentioned that that that's your heart because that's truly why. You know, when I ask people like, why do you want to be a coach? Or you know, and I just, I mean, throughout the years, why did you choose to be a coach? I love hearing that answer because that's truly what makes a coach for me. Mm-hmm. A coach is not somebody that just shows up to class and you know, like punches a time card right. or whatever. Like you have to be able to like see the heart behind helping people be better. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that you literally were like, I want to just go up and say hi to Pam. I want to see, I see yeah. she's on the schedule. I want to see her. Mm-hmm. And then you give her that um, positive affirmation that, Hey, remember this and, and look at you now. That's the heart of a coach. It's not about, you know, you know, showing up and punching your class clock and then yeah. going home it's like you truly care about these people and uh because of that we totally love i mean we, we love having you here it's incredible thank you there's a little bit of a pony face there <laughs> you can't see it but yeah there's a little bit there's a little, a little bit it's a little heartwarming i like it i absolutely <laughs> adore nina um she's uh, she's one of my dearest friends and truly looking forward to uh, making some really cool memories throughout the years and we have some really yeah. cool ideas to we do implement that we're I good think. at ideas <laughs> yeah it's a little bit dangerous it kind of is actually <laughs> yeah so anyways you have anything yeah. else to add today um no I'm just super stoked to get to do this and like mm. just talking about it I'm just thinking about all the things that I've seen people do lately like mm. Mary got box jumps today oh my gosh Anita did a pull up last week and toast to the bar like that time Marlon jumped on the box yeah. when Pam did weighted lunges like all these things just yeah. I'm thinking about as we're talking and I'm like oh these people are so awesome <laughs> I love it you're awesome Nina thanks you're, you're <laughs> awesome being a coach 
means it's not about you. Nope. It's not about you. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. And it's not about what you want or what you like. It's about how you can help the athlete. And you do mm-hmm. that here. So uh, thank you for all the time you put into every You're single welcome. one of these guys. All right. You're welcome. All right, guys. You have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Three Peaks Strong Podcast. If you found any of this podcast helpful, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and family and leave us a five-star review. 